Welcome back to Pineapples and French Fries. My name is Solomon Dudley, and I'm so excited that you are listening today. I get the opportunity to learn from various perspectives, from people that I love, trust, admire, and respect. I'm excited that you get to listen to them too. So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. Hey y'all, for this episode I had the pleasure of talking to a good friend of mine, Tyler Gillen. He is a multi-instrumentalist and all-around great guy. Um, Just to let you know, during the interview we do have a few technical difficulties, but don't be alarmed, the show goes on. Without further ado, let's get into the show. And one. Welcome back to Pineapples and French Fries. This is Solomon. Um, I'm here with my friend Tyler. Hey, um, hey, hey, hey. We um, we're having a couple little difficulties. So if you have, if you are um, listening and you hear a little pause, don't be alarmed. We'll be back in probably like five seconds. That's just how this is gonna go. <laughs> um, so yeah, Tyler, we met. I want to say like three years ago. Yeah, that sounds right. Three years ago yeah. at church. Yes, um, we did not talk as much because we didn't really know each other. Um, our interests, we didn't know about our like, our interests, whatnot. But now we are almost inseparable, and we we're like, oh, we have this in common and have that in common, Very which I true. think is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Tyler. Pineapples and French fries. We talk about our life experiences and what makes us unique and whatnot. Um, I think one of the cool things that we kind of have in common is our love for art, I guess, art, theater, um, expression, self-expression. We saw a few, well, we saw a show in November let's backtrack um where did you i know you so we grew up in michigan no not together but we we both grew up in um the state of michigan Mm -hmm. backtrack so what was your childhood like growing up i know you played a few instruments you did a few things um what was your favorite part about the arts i think we kind of have that in common so like we can kind of start there for sure. For sure. Yeah. So I, I grew up uh, in the downriver area of Michigan uh, and I grew up around a very, um, a very artsy family. So my, my parents both play instruments. Uh, my family was supporter of the arts. My uncles would go see shows all the time. And so I just, I just grew up in an environment that really facilitated me being exposed to the arts. And um that quickly got me really interested. And I think one of my favorite things about the arts is just that that expression piece of being able to tell your story or a story in different mediums and being able to express feelings and emotions um, free and open. And I just think that ultimately, I think that there's such beauty in that expression. And that's one of the big things that drew me to the arts is it is it always functioned as an outlet, a therapy, um, and, you know, 
listening to music or seeing a play or whatever can make you happy, can make you sad. So uh, just that connection to to emotional uh, to, to to the emotional part of life. I agree. Um, on my side, a little audio, a little had a little problem. Um, <laughs> like, well, almost like Mary had a little. <laughs> audio had a little problem. Um, so um, from what I heard, you love the artist for like the self-expression. Um, I also loved it for that. I think for me, it was, well, I grew up in dance and it was really one of the only things that, like once I found it, I think we, like, I think dance and I found each other at the right time. Mm-hmm. I think it was like three when I started ballet, maybe four. Um, but it was almost the right time of like, I may not know how to express myself verbally, but through dance, it all works. Um, so it's almost like we need each other mm-hmm. to express it. Yeah. But without it, it's like without dance, I don't know how I would have expressed myself when I was like 10. Yeah. Um, and I look back at that now, I'm like, oh, wow. The art definitely helped me get to where I am today because it shaped me. So, yeah. So what was the dream as a child? Um, um what would yeah. what did you what did little Tyler want to do? So I went through a very brief period as as a, a young young child that I wanted to be a chef. Um, I actually loved watching Imrel, uh, and I loved making smoothies. For some reason, I felt like that's something that chefs would do. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but very quickly around the uh, around fifth grade, I picked up an instrument for the first time, and I fell in love. And ever since, it's been one of the the greatest love stories in my life. I'd say. Uh, of me and uh, me and music and so so what was your first instrument well actually you know what we're going to talk about smoothies for a second okay um what was the what was so what was your favorite smoothie and then okay. what drew you to being a chef because I didn't know this this is <laughs> good, me. good content uh, yes. right so my favorite smoothie to this day is a uh, chocolate banana smoothie uh, love love that flavor combination for some reason um, I don't know really what grew me to being a chef uh, or what interested me to being a chef. Uh, I don't really, I don't really cook a lot now, but for some reason as a kid, I was just fascinated with being able to, to make creations out of food and to be able to, to eat those things. And I don't know, to be honest with you. So. That's good too. That's good. Yeah. Um, what was your first instrument? First instrument was alto saxophone. Ooh. Yep. And you're playing that play, now as well as baritone? I play alto saxophone, baritone saxophone, soprano saxophone, tenor saxophone, flute, clarinet, drums, and piano. All the woodwinds. We love that. Yes. I also have. I was a, a clarinetist. Oh, were you? Okay. I, I, also I was. I have yeah. a couple guitars, yeah. but I can't really play guitar. <laughs> okay. Okay. I picked up the clarinet um because i thought it looked cool okay and then i started having some love-hate relationships with it and then i said you know what we'll just stick with it for a little bit um ultimately kind of we we parted ways it was a mutual decision (laughs) (laughs) um it was a mutual decision (laughs) to part ways but um honestly i love the sound of it I, i i love the sound of like all the woodwinds yeah and 
my dad played sax so I it was always being played in the house um so I, I guess it was always it was a it's a part of it was part of my love story too yeah and then love stories at some time like point have to kind of end yeah for sure <laughs> if it's uh if, it, if it's uh some love stories that love story of mine it ended we'll go back at some point but I we parted ways <laughs> um me, me and music, yeah bro- yeah me and music broke up a little for for a little while but uh, so i understand that <laughs> so let's talk about that that journey or that part of your journey um okay. and what did you go into and how did you segue back into it yeah for sure so um i my dream as a as a high schooler was to to get into um, a music program, and so I I ended up studying music at the collegiate level or at the university level, and um, I actually started to develop some horrible performance anxiety, and so um, all day every day I would be sick to my stomach before performances. I would have to do like little breathing exercises. I would drink a Pepsi. I usually would have at that point in my life, I would eat about one meal a day. Um, if that sometimes. And so, um, it was, it was a tough time. I learned that these performance anxiety or this performance anxiety was kind of compounding with some underlying health conditions that I didn't know that I had at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but at that point I had been dealing with it for about four years. Um, and I decided enough was enough because my life had gotten, um, it, it, the, the anxiety and such had gotten to a point where I didn't feel in control of it anymore. It was controlling me. And so Mm -hmm. I decided to step away from music as one of the kind of helpers to that because a lot of it was around performing music and that was what I was doing at the time professionally and as a student and so I stepped away from music for a couple years um, but I ended up keeping all my instruments around and I had a couple of uh, relationships a couple of of girlfriends and such that um, Mm -hmm. would push me back towards music I had my family that always pushed me back towards music and eventually um earlier this year actually we kind of started that me and music started that relationship again and uh it's it's been going well and honestly i regret stepping away but it was also important in my creative process because it allowed me to gain some perspective and allowed me to have a uh a little bit of a creative break. I mean, it's like when professors and such take sabbaticals. I, I think it was almost a necessary step in my life. Mm-hmm. No, I like that you bring that up. Um, I think one of the almost like, I don't want to say it's a misconception or, yeah, but it's like almost like um, even though like humans are naturally we're naturally a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we are naturally drawn to things that wake us up and energize us without coffee and without like stimulants. Like the thing that we're drawn to is like almost like the stimulant. Right. Um, it's funny because like you could step away from something for X amount of time and then go back and feel like you almost like never left. Not because... Well, yeah, you can you can step away and it's like, oh, wow, I I stepped away for five years, 10 years, 10, 15. But I go back and I'm like, 
the thing that woke me up and like that gave me so much passion for so long or for any like for any period of time I go back to it and it's like it's almost like I never left yeah um but it's within you because we're human and we're we're creative and we're intellectuals like we're drawn to different things but wherever you go it's like it's always with you and I I think that's cool like you stepped away from music but also you went back to it and now it's like because I went back or because you went back um you see how much it does to you and like what it means to you yeah and honestly I think we're like even if you take another step back or even if you take another break from it, it's almost like it's all like the passion is going to grow stronger because it's always it's just within you. And it's yeah. the creativity that you need to thrive. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I um, I'm having some similar. Similar instances in my own life where it's like. I stepped away from theater for a little bit, stepped mm-hmm. away from dance. And now I'm doing something else. Yeah. And I question like, is what I'm doing now good for me? And I almost have to like, just take a step back and say, this is actually something that I wanted as well. For sure. So it's, I don't know like where to, where to compartmentalize it, but it's taking each step and each chapter but also like each, just each line on the page yeah. as it is and saying, you know what, where I am right now is where I am. For sure. And until I, until I can almost like process the next step, I have to process where I am now and say, right. you know what, we're not going to think about five, 10 years, but right, what we're going to do right now, we're going to just like thrive in it. Yeah. We're going to we're going to do what we can do because I don't know how long this chapter may last. For sure. And then the next chapter may look completely different from what I actually want. For sure. <laughs> so I think like it's the it's the passion of going with what we have now. Yeah. And moving into something else. I think that's what really is cool. So For sure. And and I think yeah. that one one great thing to to kind of add on to that is a lot of the time when, when we're in the arts, we have to have, well, maybe not have to, but it's important to have different life experiences because those life experiences can act as inspiration. And sometimes those, those life experiences, you know, may, may take us away from that form of expression or that art for a little while or whatnot. And um, it's just, you know, life is a big learning experience. So. I love that. Um, and it's funny because when I didn't do something that I loved for such a long period of time, um, not having that self-expression forced me to look to other things mm-hmm. as an expression, which in that period of time served its purpose. Right. Um, and I look back and I'm like, if I, like, I don't want to change anything because my life could look different from where it is now, which means yeah a lot of things would look different. Yeah. And I think we almost have to, it's like, I don't want to say be grateful, but we have to take each step as it is and say, you know, what, where I am is good because 
if I change anything, yes, it could have been different. Yes, it would have looked a lot different. Mm -hmm. But each step has made where I am today worth it. Or each step has kind of built and laid that foundation. Yeah, it's not what I wanted, but also it's like, that's what life is. Absolutely. (laughs) And if we try to like, it's almost like pivoting, like you, like basketball, like you have, you have to pivot mm-hmm. and you have to change with where you are. You have to change with the times, yeah. not necessarily like change yourself, but you have to grow yourself into something that you're proud of. And you may step on some toes. Exactly. And you may make people look at you really crazy and that's okay. Cause like, we're all crazy at some point. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, we all have something within us that makes other people look at us as not normal. Yeah. But what is normal and what is crazy? It's like, it's all made up. It's like, almost like it's all made up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, y'all. Before we get into part two of the episode today, I just wanted to ask if you are able to leave a review on Spotify or on Apple Podcast, I greatly appreciate it. It does help our ratings and it lets the world know about cool things that some of my guests are doing. So, um, yeah. But without further ado, let's get back into the episode. So let's look back at 10-year-old Tyler, 7-year-old Tyler. Okay. Um, What do you think he would say to you now if you were in the same room and what do you think you would say to seven-year-old Tyler today? Like, what do you think that conversation would be like? I think that at this moment in time, for sure. I think that, I think that I would say to him, I'll start with that. I think I would say to him to keep pressing on. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think that life a lot of the time is about consistency, right? Because a lot of the time progression doesn't happen in huge leaps and bounds. It happens with little small steps of keeping pushing forward, keeping a vision in mind, keeping a goal in mind and pursuing Mm -hmm. that goal. And I think I would tell him, I think I would tell him that. And I think I would also tell him um, to have fun along the journey because life is tough at times. There's big letdowns. There's big, you know, heartbreak, there's big, um, maybe you, you know, don't get that job you wanted or whatnot. I think that I would tell him to have fun along the way, because life is too difficult not to have some fun along the way. Uh, and then I think to me, he would probably say, um, I think he would probably say you did it, because I I am at the place where 10 year old Tyler wanted to be and I still have some distance to go, but I think he would be happy to see that we've reached our dreams. And I think he would remind me to 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 have some fun to maybe take a more, you know, I don't want to say immature, but a more a more childlike approach of remembering to have fun remembering to appreciate the small moments in life remembering to um, to, to not take life so seriously sometimes. Mm-hmm. So. That's cool. And I want to piggyback. So, um, and he said, keep on, keep pressing on. I think, um, and it's philosophically, there's so many different routes it could go. And it's so many different like analogies. Yeah. 
like Rome wasn't built in a day. The pyramids weren't built in a day. But guess what? Like they were still building each day. Yeah. <laughs> like they were still pressing on each day. For sure. And I think sometimes we forget that where it's like, yes, it wasn't built in a day, but also bricks were being laid every single day. You're practicing your scales every single day. Every single day. <laughs> I'm like, something's being done every single day. Yep. Which is almost inspiring because it's like, we don't have to do everything in this one big monumental occasion moment. Exactly. But we can do something small each and every single day. Yeah. Or however, however we want to take that. Like, right. just keep, like, journal for five minutes each day. Do something that will make you proud each and every single day exactly um because like that's how life works right and i think our our generation but also so like people in general i think we have this misconception of success and what it takes to get to a place where you're proud of yeah um because like we see so many different highlight reels yeah but we forget the work that actually goes into a highlight reel absolutely to make that highlight reel highlight reel worthy absolutely um which i think it's like it's cool because like we almost get to embed ourselves in our own journey and say you know what where i am is where i am right now yeah and i don't have to change a single thing for sure um so i like that i i i've been thinking about that a lot lately just within yeah. my own journey of of life and saying you know what you do what you can do today. And it's another, like another analogy is like, it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Yes. So using this environment today, but also using the finances that I have today, the, the health that I have today, right. the ability to move that I have today, um, using the people around me that I have today and saying what I have right now is enough to get started. It may not be everything and it may not be what someone else has, but it's what it's more than nothing. Yeah. And I, and I think we also forget it's like a lot of people start with some people start with nothing. Oh yeah. And they will run circles around you. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, how did you do that? And I'm like, well, they just started. Yeah. They just, they, they took, their life and said, you know what, I'm going to start with what I have in this moment and just yep. move forward. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a, I think that's a key thought is just, just start where you are with what you have. Mm -hmm. So what are you excited about? Um, you are on this new, well, it's not a new, it's a reinvigorating, re-inspired, reimagined journey um there's a lot of things to be excited about our sun, the sun is shining it's springtime here in michigan Beautiful. um where what where are you going what are you doing that like in the in the near future For you know sure. we don't have to look like five ten years <laughs> that's a lot. For sure. Uh, so right now I have a, a month, two months, three months a year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, right yeah, now you're, have, you're good, you're good. Right now I have a thriving uh, private lesson studio. I'm actually working in cooperation with a uh, music academy and I'm teaching drums and woodwinds and piano and that's really, really exciting. Still looking to build my studio a little bit. So doing some advertisement and such for that. Um, I am doing some session work for um, some folks online that I met and so recording some horn lines and stuff out of the, my home studio. So that's exciting. Uh, that album will hopefully be released maybe next year at some point. Um, other than that, um, preparing for auditions, I've been kind of um, kind of thinking about maybe going back to school. And so I've um, been working on some classical saxophone, preparing for auditions, those sorts of things. Um, I just started a YouTube channel. I don't have any content on it yet, but content is soon to come. Uh, me and a couple of my friends got together and did some brainstorming and uh, plastic jazz was invented, which actually started with these sunglasses here. Um, well, not these in particular, but I bought some cheap uh, plastic sunglasses and one of my friends was like, you know, we should buy some cheap plastic sunglasses and a cheap plastic saxophone and we should invent plastic jazz. And I was like, that's an idea right there. So. Uh, so I invented I that, that um, and that's very exciting. Um, still crafting some of the direction for that. Um, other than that, I think the the other exciting part of life right now is I'm I'm just um, falling back in love with the things that um, I might have walked away from or strayed from for a little while, and that in and of itself is an exciting process to. To, to fall back in love with something that at one time you loved is it's it's refreshing that's a word right there refreshing <laughs> yeah um and i think the cool thing is like um it's springtime and with the different seasons of life it, and like environmentally speaking there's a chance for us to kind of not necessarily reinvent but to pivot and yes. I like what you're doing because it's like that's pivoting. You're saying yeah. we're gonna do what we need to do in order to get to where we need to go, and that's exciting. I'm yeah. excited to hear the music. Um, I appreciate it. We are we are excited for that. Um, it's like we need more. We need more creatives that say, "I don't know what I'm about to do, but what I'm about to do is." going to be good and we're just going to put it out there <laughs> sure yeah and see where it goes so like that's honestly like life yeah to see where it goes exactly no i i see really i really appreciate that statement to, to piggyback on that because i think that well i think it goes back to the idea of like just start like you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier is you know put put out art for art's sake or put out art for your sake and see where it goes and you know it's okay some people are gonna like it some people are not and that's just part of life so amen i think that <laughs> is where we need to leave it because that was okay. good <laughs> um where can people find you um i know you have youtube you have instagram if you want to kind of give a plug really quick Instagram would be the place to find me. Uh, I think my my hash or my like name is Tyler Gillen because uh, that is my name. Uh, Instagram would be the main place right now. Uh, Plastic Jazz, the YouTube channel, is still getting launched, but soon that'll be a place to find me. But Instagram is my main platform at the moment. Sweet. So well, without um, 
further ado, thank you for our chat. This has been a time coming, but I'm so excited that we got to do it. For sure. And thank you for you reached out to me saying, "Hey, can we can we talk?" I'm like, "Sweet, I would love to." <laughs> At one point, I would have come to you, but I'm glad we got to make this happen. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you having me. I appreciate the the chat. You 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 know, um, it's always good to talk to a friend and kind of just talk out some ideas and such. So, absolutely. Well, folks, y'all heard it. Um, we'll talk soon. Talk soon. Peace out. Hey friends, uh, thanks for listening to today's episode. I enjoyed my conversation with Tyler. Um, I admire his consistency and his love and passion for music. Um, we need more of that in today's world. So, so very excited to see um, where he goes and what he does. If you would like to follow Tyler, um, he's on Instagram. Uh, his first name and last name is his handle and then for youtube it is plastic jazz and uh you can follow him there subscribe to his channel and uh yeah just follow him for all of the cool things that he's doing in the music space music scene but yeah um thank you for listening until next time peace and blessings i guess <laughs> i'll talk to you guys soon bye bye